This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code POD to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code POD at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code POD. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Gimme the Hogs Chuck! Well, well, well. The new adventure begins today. The Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. He's on the air. I mean, we're here. We start today. If you had told me five years ago that I'd be doing a podcast, I would have said, well, there's probably a less than zero chance that that's going to happen. I really wasn't sure what a podcast was. I did not know how to download one. And I really didn't have the interest in trying to learn all that. So I didn't. But I read sometime, and I believe this is true, that if you're not prepared to deal with change, you should be prepared to deal with irrelevance. And our business is changing. Podcasts are part of the landscape now. I've listened to a lot of them. And um, stolen ideas from most everyone I've ever listened to. But uh, our, our, our business is different now. Now, they enticed me and told me I could say whatever I wanted to say. So uh, that's always nice, too. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm very proud to be part of the number one sports podcast network in Arkansas, the Hit That Line podcast. They got a lot of them, and they're all good. And um, again, I, I've stolen, blatantly stolen, ideas from every single one of them. Also want to talk to you about Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. You know, buying or selling your home is a monumental experience, uh, particularly if it's the first time out. Or maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you've done before, but you didn't always have the best experience. Particularly when you're buying a home. It's the most expensive investment you're going to make in your life. You want to deal with a true real estate professional, a full-time realtor, someone who understands the business inside out, someone who understands the real process of getting you from contract to close. If you've ever been in a buying or selling situation with a house and you got into things at the end that you didn't anticipate and things got delayed... All of a sudden, it just wasn't a pleasant experience anymore. You understand what I'm talking about, about the importance of getting from contract to close. And that's what they are especially good at. I've used them. 
I've used them for buying a home. I've used them for selling homes. And I can tell you it was a fantastic experience because we were dealing with pros. And that's the difference. Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, you can log on to weikertgriffin.com. I want to tell you a little story just as an aside here as we, we begin the podcast um, about Weikert Griffin. The Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company is how I should uh, phrase it. Way back when, before there was Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, those of you who remember, uh, we used to do sports rap at George's on Dixon Street. It's been 20 years ago, maybe over 20 years ago now. Years run together. But we used to do sports rap on George's um, on Dixon Street. Well, back then, the group now that makes up a good portion of the ownership group of Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, back then... They had a company called Clark Long and Associates. And one of their principals, Brandon Long, had the idea that we need to do sports rap at George's. And he calls me up and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to you know, belabor the story. I'm not going to go on and on forever. But long story short, we were able to tie up, you know, the financial ends. George's got involved and... Uh, Clark Long was involved. I, I think we had a beer distributor involved. We had a lot of people that that threw a, threw some money into the pot. And by the time everybody got done throwing money into the pot, we had enough to do the show. And we did this uh, oh, a number of years. I want to say two, three, maybe even four years. Again, the years run together for me. But um, they believed in me, and they believed in our show a long time ago, and I do want you to know with all sincerity how much it means to me. Now, you know, time marches on, and they've, uh, you know, they they partnered up with Weikert and then partnered up with the Griffin Company. Things, you know, morph into other things in, in uh, modern business. But um, in many respects, I feel like they were there at the beginning, and so I appreciate them being part of this beginning, and uh, I'm looking forward to a long partnership and all the things that are going to come with with this podcast. All right, let's get down to business. we got a good football game tomorrow, a big football game. First time the Razorbacks have been ranked and the opponent's been ranked in a season opener inside the state of Arkansas since 1974. That's the last time the Hogs were ranked and the opponents were ranked and the Razorbacks were playing a home game. Hogs played USC that night, and Little Rock beat them 22-7. USC was ranked 5th. The Razorbacks were ranked 20th. Now, we're not going to talk about the fact that USC ended up winning the national championship, and Arkansas went 5-5. Five and five. But that night, a young up-and-coming defensive coordinator named Jimmy Johnson came up with a defensive game plan that Frank Broyles, to his dying day, credited with the victory over Southern Cal that night. Dennis Winston played on that team. That's the guy that comes to mind for me, National Defensive Player of the Week at the end of that ball game. But um, those of you who are old enough to remember, is a great memory. Again, the rest of the season worked out a whole lot better for them than it did for us. But it was a great night. Anthony Davis was there for USC. And I mean, they were, uh, you know, it wasn't quite like Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, but it wasn't that far. Pat Hayden was their quarterback. Um, that was a great team. 
Arkansas beat them that night. Only loss USC suffered that year. So, that's a long way of saying it's been a while since we've had a season opener in Arkansas with this kind of magnitude. 19 against 23 tomorrow. The Razorbacks 9-4 and four a year ago. Everybody thinks the Hogs are going to be good, and they ought to feel that way. Cincinnati was 13-1 and one last year, went to the college football playoff. Nobody but the people in Cincinnati think they're going to be able to do anything like that again. That's the difference in your reputation as a Power 5 school and your reputation as a non-Power 5 school. They lost a lot of guys. Yes, they did. Lost a lot of them. They put seven guys, I guess, in the draft. Um, what did we put? Four or five? Something like that? So that tells you they've been, they've been recruiting well. Um, they're wanting to prove, I'm sure, to the country that last year was not a fluke. Most, power, most non-Power 5 teams, when they play a Power 5 school, They've generally got to have a gimmick or two. They've got to have something up their sleeve, and then they've got to have the other team play really lousy for them to have a chance to win. I mean, Cincinnati went to Notre Dame last year. Um, they, got, they got steamrolled by Alabama, but so did pretty much everybody else. There certainly should be a difference on both lines of scrimmage, frankly, between an SEC team and an and a AAC team. But Cincinnati has been the exception to the rule. They're the best non-Power 5 program out there. And I say program because I think that's what Luke Fickle has actually built. I think that's what he's actually built. And so Arkansas is going to have a, uh, Arkansas is going to have a tall order tomorrow. But so is Cincinnati. And uh, that's, what, uh, that's what should make it a good game. Lots of enthusiasm, obviously, for the Razorbacks. It's a whole different world, so to speak, from where we were three years ago. How has Sam Pittman done this? Well, this was where it started. In our program, there's some have-tos. One of them is you have to work hard. You have to go to class. You have to do it on time. There's some things that you have to do. Kids don't really care. I learned this. How good a player is. They just care if he's doing the same thing everybody else is. So if the guy's really good, if he's not doing the same thing everybody else is, the kids will resent him. If the expectation is that everybody does this, 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 and you want to be a superstar, then you need to go make some plays. If that's the standard, then everybody can get along because if Bumper Pool made a mistake, he's going to get the same as the scout team guy. That's just how it is at our place. I think the kids uh, respect that. See, I think that comment's very telling. And I think it gives you an idea about what's happened within this program over the last three years. I'm going to guess that for every college football player who sits in a locker room and has a new coach come in and say, we're going to treat everybody the same, I'm going to guess there's a good amount of skepticism on the part of those players. That's a trust that's got to be earned. You may hope that it's all true, but that's a trust that's got to be earned. Sam Pittman and his staff have earned that trust. I mean, um, they're straight shooters. They come in and tell you exactly what the expectations are and what the consequences are going to be if you don't meet those expectations. They don't have to shout it at you, but what they've been is consistent. They've been consistent every step of the way. And now that's not the only part of the formula that establishes you as a program builder and, and, and establishes you as someone who can 
build and maintain trust. But it is a place where you start. I'm of the opinion that the reason Chad Morris failed so miserably at Arkansas was because the locker room was divided into about four or five different sects. Now, you know, people will say, well, he lost the locker room. I'm not sure he ever had it. I think Sam Pittman's had it from the get-go. This is what he had to say about that. To me, that's everything. With NIL now, so-and-so's getting this, so-and-so's getting that. Coach, did you do something over here? Did you know what I mean? I'm trying to stay out of it. Let the university, let the y'all handle it, you know, and help us that way. It's a division. Portal's a division. Our job as head coaches has become so much harder now than it ever was because of all these outside divisions, Twitter, media, all these things. Now it's a much harder job. Now, it's still a hell of a job, but it's a harder job. And the number one thing in all this is keep the team together. Well, how you do it? Expectations got – I got mad today at the beginning of, of our team meeting because I had some guys that didn't want to go to hog hall. That's fine and dandy, but you got to go or you're going to run. I mean, that's just how it is, and I don't care about the name. The name doesn't matter to me. It's did you go or did you not go? It's You know, it's just black and white. It's on paper. See, that's what I think gives Arkansas a chance to achieve all their goals this year, being on the same page, um, unity, togetherness. Those are buzzwords that everybody everybody throws those out, and only a handful of teams actually live them. The rest of them just talk about them. A handful of teams actually live those words. And I think that Arkansas has got a chance to be one of those teams this year. We're going to begin to find out a lot, obviously, tomorrow afternoon, because Cincinnati is is certainly not going to be a pushover. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V 50. That's Believe B L E A V 50. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. There have been very few more exciting players to watch than Matt Jones. Anybody who watched Matt Jones during the time that he wore the Razorback uniform knows exactly what I'm talking about. He was one of those players that every time he hit the field, every time the Razorbacks hit the field with Matt Jones, a quarterback, you felt like you had a chance to win the ball game. K.J. Jefferson has the same persona. And I don't imagine there are very very many out there who understand more what KJ's thinking, what's going through his mind, than than Matt Jones. We're fortunate to have the Razorback legend on the podcast today. Matt, first, welcome. How you doing? Chuck, man, it's great to be with you. Uh, I am doing well and uh, looking forward to this season. How are you doing, buddy? 
Well, I'm doing good. And, you know, I just kind of wonder, you know, fans get excited. I mean, we start talking about it in, you know, June or July. I wonder about for former players who've maybe aged a little bit and are now fans. I mean, do you get excited just like everybody else does? I, it's game week, so it's, it's here. I, uh, I'm, I'm probably just like everybody else. I like it when the Hogs win. You know, it's, uh, it's always better when you, when you win. As far as, as camp and stuff, you know, I I, I, ch- I try to keep in, in touch. Maybe talk to Dow Loggins or something, just some people I know. But I, I kind of just wait, get ready for the for the first game against Cincinnati. As you know better than anybody, I mean, there is no position in our state that commands the public's attention like being the quarterback of the Razorbacks. I mean, every move you make is, is dissected and then dissected again. How do you think KJ has handled all this? Well, I think KJ's done a done a great job, and and when I was when I was quarterback, there wasn't all this social media as much, and 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 so uh, I, probably probably one of the one of the last ones before that. But I got to talk with KJ a couple weeks ago, and I guess it was about a week before they went to camp, and he sounded positive and sounded great. And I mean, you you think about another year in that offense, uh, I, I think he has a chance to be a top three quarterback in the SEC this year. You know, you were a competitor. You know, some some would call it a gamer, whatever term you want to use. Do you see that similar type competitiveness in him? Oh, absolutely. You see all the all the players around him. They they look into him. He's the leader out there, and 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 he's, the team's going to go the way he goes. Uh, and and that's what I loved uh, about being a quarterback was you you kind of have the most control of the, of the offense. And if you have a bad game, it's kind of on you. You know, most of the time when the quarterback has a bad game, it's you don't win. Now we we've got lucky a couple times when when I didn't have the best game because you got a lot of talent around you. But uh, for the most part, it's it's kind of it's kind of his team, and uh, I, I think we will miss the receiver that went to Tennessee. But I think they'll they'll have some people step up, and as long as we can run the ball, these these receivers and this quarterback they can they can throw against man coverage. It's it's when you got to read the defense and you can't run the ball and you're getting third down blitzes and stuff. So as long as we can run the ball, man, I think he'll be all right this year. How does a quarterback go about getting his teammates to follow him? How, how does a quarterback become that leader that, that that you were and you talk about KJ being? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I think there's different ways that you can you can lead. Uh, I'm not a big raw raw guy. Uh, you know, I, I I talk very very little. But when you talk to the people, people would listen. Uh, you, you have other guys that. You know, George Wilson was more of our fire you up talking. Fred Talley, you know, you had Corey Birmingham, other guys that would, and you kind of know your role. And, and I think the best way to do it is to be yourself and be honest. You you can't do it if you're lying because everybody will kind of see through it. So, be yourself and, and you're a competitor. You want to win out there, and, and however it is, go, go out there and play and compete. And everybody everybody will see that, and they'll they'll want to do the same thing. And, the beauty of our teams was we didn't want to let the next guy down. Like I, I felt bad if I did something wrong. It's like I felt felt like I let my whole teammates down, and we all had that same attitude. When you watch a two hundred thirty pound quarterback play, and, and and when you watch a guy that's as mobile, <clears throat> pardon me, as 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 KJ is, if you're on the other side, you know, if 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 you're a defensive coordinator, what what do you have to account for when you scheme during the week and look for a way to to slow that offense down. Well, the the I mean, I think the third down is where it really matters when you have a dual threat quarterback. Because uh, if you blitz him and he hits his hot route, that's that's a first down. If you blitz him and he makes your blitzer miss, then you don't have anybody to account for the quarterback, and then that's a first down. So, 
those those third down plays that will be tough and that that it kind of be the the way the team goes I think and and, and what it would it be the you know the kind of the deciding factor tell us what a former player feels like in terms of pride when you watch what's happened over the last three years not quite three years now but uh third season of uh, Coach Pittman's era. How does a former player feel about what's happening right now? Oh man, you love to see it. You you, you love to see it. When I was in Jacksonville, and and there's a lot of SEC players on the team, and and that's when McFadden was at Arkansas. Florida was was good, so you had a couple guys, and we would always be talking trash to each other. And uh, and then you know the next four years we weren't so good, and then now we're kind of kind of back. So it's uh it's always exciting. You're always exciting for your team to, 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 to win. I mean, that's the, that's your squad. You know, any other team, you don't really have that affiliation with because that's your, that's your baby. You know, I want to ask you about, uh, being inducted into the Arkansas sports hall of fame, what that meant to you, man, that was, that was so cool. That was such a, such a humbling experience. And just that group of guys that went in there. I mean, you, you look at that, that group, that was, a that was a good group, man. I had this, uh, I had that there, but you know, I got to talk with Tyson Gay and Barry Foster, just to name a few. And, uh, man, it, it couldn't have been, couldn't have been a, a better group and, and got to see coach Nutt and, and what coach Nutt means to me. And, uh, my parents were able to be there. So that was, that was good. I had my family and, and coach I got to see Dow, uh, a couple former players you haven't seen. I mean, that was just, uh, it was just a great event. That was a good time. All right, I got to ask you before we go. Did you plan the dunk over the goalpost? Did you know you were going to do that, or did that just the spirit just move you? A, a, a lot of things had to go right for that to happen. <laughs> uh, we we put in a play. Coach Nut put that play in. And we were watching it. We were, you know how how we're doing on Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and and you're going over over some plays, and we were running that read option play every different way. You know, you're trying to add emotion in it. You're trying to get a different personnel. Uh, you're overloading the side, whatever you're trying to do just to create your mismatch. And so we had a thing where we were going to do two motions and they had shown on film that they would get lost. And sure enough, if we don't do that, those two running backs hit each other. I mean, two linebackers hit each other and it ends up being a touchdown. And, and the night before, cause, cause coach Dow Loggins was my, he's my, he was my roommate then. And I told him, I said, dude, it's senior day. And if we're up 21 and it's a long touchdown run on that play is going down. But if we're down, you know, you can't, you can't hurt your team, you know? So, <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of all it was. Hey, I'll tell you, social media has made that moment live forever. I mean, I I know there wasn't all that much of it when you played, but there were plenty of pictures, and social media is just going to make that moment live forever. Man, that was a fun senior day. I mean, uh, I I ended up you know ended up getting hurt that day, but my my last pass was a was a was a touchdown there, and, and my first pass in that stadium was a touchdown as well. So that was the, that was a good way to cap cap the career there at, at Donald W. <laughs> Matt, it's always great to talk to you. I know people, I have people ask me all the time, you know what Matt Jones is doing now? Um, you will be remembered as long as people can remember, and uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Chuck, anytime, man. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. You ever notice how when your team's good, in our case, the Razorbacks, you don't always notice or even pay attention to a lot of the other games around the country whereas when the Razorbacks aren't any good you know you're you're paying attention to everybody else because that's where the good games are there are some good games and they involve in many cases teams in our league tomorrow Oregon and Georgia 
play tomorrow. Now, I just can't see a scenario by which that game's going to be close at the end. I really struggle to see a scenario by which it's not going to have already been decided by halftime. Georgia's just as solid as they were a year ago. Bo Nix transfers from Auburn to Oregon, and he still can't get away from the SEC. They're going to chase him the same way they did when he played for Auburn. And I doubt he's going to have quite as good an offensive line as he had at Auburn. So I see Georgia winning that ballgame easily. To me, there are two really interesting games involving SEC teams the rest of the weekend. Utah plays at Florida. Utah's ranked number seven in the country. They are considered to be the class of the Big 12. There are those who consider them to be a a serious contender for a college football playoff. Florida fired their coach. There's a reason you fire a coach, because you're not any good. They hired Billy Napier, who has been successful everywhere he's ever been. And they get him in the swamp. There are a lot of people that are picking that game as an upset. Anthony Richardson is the quarterback for the Gators, and he's a good one. And if you were to ask the average Florida fan or the average SEC fan, myself included, hey, name me five players on Utah's team. We'd either be Googling in a hurry or we'd just be making up names because most people in our part of the country don't know the first thing about Utah's football program. But they're ranked number seven in the country, and they go to Florida. If Florida knocks them off, if Florida knocks off Utah, I think that upends the balance in the East, and it upends the way a lot of people think that division's going to finish. Most people think Georgia, Kentucky, in that order, and then everybody else. What if Florida opens this new season by beating the number seven team in the country? Are we talking about them? Oh, they're going to challenge Georgia. You know, it's it's not like Kentucky's beaten Florida on a regular basis, even when Kentucky's been good and Florida slipped a little bit. Um, to me, that's one of the really interesting games, not only in our league but in college football on Saturday. And there's a game Sunday night that I think is going to give us a good indication about, at least to an extent, where LSU may fit into the pecking order of the SEC West. LSU is going to play Florida State on Sunday night in New Orleans. See, I think there's a lot on the line for both programs there, and I'll tell you why. LSU's playing its first game under Brian Kelly. They're in the Big Easy. They're in the Dome, and all their people are going to be there. And even though perhaps their brains are telling them we may not be as good this year, in their heart of hearts, they... They think of themselves as LSU, and this is a whole new chapter in LSU football. But they're still playing in New Orleans. It's still going to be rowdy, and their fans are still going to be expecting them to win. So I think there's a lot of pressure on LSU in this ballgame. And then on the other side, Florida State. Florida State wants to be part of the SEC so bad they can taste it. Frankly... They'd take the Big Ten in a heartbeat, too, because they're stuck over there in the ACC with the worst television deal in the history of television deals, and they're looking for a way to get out. Now, if they go to New Orleans and an average, an LSU team that's expected to be average at best, certainly not a vintage LSU team, 
if Florida State goes to New Orleans and LSU runs them off the field, are they going to be as attractive to the SEC as some might think they are now? And then on the other hand, what if they go to New Orleans and they either beat LSU or give them the fight of their life? Do they become more attractive as a possible future Southeastern Conference member? Because, hey, we ain't done. I mean, all you got to do is follow the news right now. We're not done. And I think for a school like Florida State with the news now that the playoffs going to expand sooner than we thought. Texas and Oklahoma may be in our league quicker than we thought. For a school like Florida State, there's a sense of urgency now. They, This is a huge game for them. I don't think they have a chance. I think LSU is going to win the ball game. It may not be, again, a vintage LSU team, but um, I think LSU wins that ball game. It's nice to have college football back. I think that's the one thing we can all agree on. It's been too long since we've sat down and watched a college football game together. We're all going to have an opportunity to do that tomorrow. And um, I will say, uh, we are not done. That's the one thing about this week. We've been kind of planning this this first edition of the podcast. And you have to remind yourself in the back of your head, hey, it's not just one podcast. we got to turn around and do this again next week. And we are going to do this again next week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. What I hope you'll do is subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast brought to you by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to the Hit That Line podcast network. It's easy. Just like and subscribe to Hit That Line. You'll find this podcast plus other ones too. So tell your family, tell your friends about it. We used to say gather around the radio. Now we say gather around the computer and listen to the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't miss the Morning Rush, Halftime, and Ruskin and Zach podcasts and shows uh, weekdays. This is fun. We'll get better as we go along. We're back again on Monday. Give me the hogs, Chuck! This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.